0: Hey everyone, this is Jay,
1: and this is Angie.
0: And welcome to another episode of Across the Lines, a place where we have candid and vulnerable conversations with Pan-Asian American leaders about identity, work, and the confluence of the two.
1: Join us on a journey to amplify their voices, humanize their achievements, and share their wisdom. Whether you're looking for advice or just want to hear leaders who've been there and done that, share their personal and professional stories, you've come to the right place. Hey everyone, so as you might know, at the end of every episode with every guest, we ask a question around what their advice is or what's the best thing they've done for themselves in their career. So the intention of that is to have them share a bit of their wisdom with you, our listeners. So for this episode, to round out our first season, we will be releasing a mashup of various pieces of advice that our guests have shared. We've ourselves gotten so much insight and wisdom, and we're really excited to share with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so many great pieces of advice that were given throughout the podcast, but it's going to be fun to be able to accumulate these last answers and then be able to present it to you. Just wanted to give a quick plug before we begin the episode today. Angie and I have been really brainstorming some ways to best support you, the audience, and we have a couple of ideas of things that we can do to help create community around the Across the Lines podcast, but we really want to hear from you. So if you can take a look at the show notes, there's a little Google form that you'll find there in this episode, please fill it out input your advice, let us know what we can do to best support you. Anyways, onto the show. So our first guest was Robbie Glock. He is the chief of staff to the CEO of Slack and throughout the podcast, we spoke about um, adversity and building relationships and here's his piece of advice.
2: Try not to focus too much on success. And by that, I mean, whether you measure success by, the amount of money you make, your bank account, the number of high profile projects you do or whatever it is that you measure success by, try try not to focus too much on on those things because in your 20s, whatever success you've had will pale in comparison to what you will get in your 30s and 40s. It's just just a fact. You're just gonna be more and more successful. So the most important things to focus on in your early careers, is learning and establishing a really healthy and useful network, both in your personal life and your professional life. I think that makes a lot of sense where work with people you want to work with, work with people who could take you to different places, different companies and uh, and find success there.
1: And next we have Jen Whedon. She's currently a vice president of business development at LinkedIn. And in her episode, we talked a lot about how she turns stereotypes that might be held against her into strengths that she can leverage. So here's what Jen has to say.
3: Something that I think that I did well, that you know, I think served me well in all sorts of companies or jobs that I had is, if there was like a something at work where It was like a hard problem to figure out or there was like white space and it was like you know very unstructured and not very certain like what should be done if you can analyze the situation connect the dots and bring order and structure and create a coherent recommendation and back it up with analysis and conviction that served me really well whether i was doing consulting or bd at a tech company or strategy at a tech company analyzing a situation, making sense of it, and then having a vision of what could be, that was a skill that served me over and over again. Like people love people who can figure shit out, you know what I mean? And like who don't need to be told what to do or how to do it. The other, I guess, advice, I'm a big believer in people should play to their strengths. You know, like there's like different schools of thought. Are you going to get further by like bolstering your weaknesses? You have to make sure your some of your weaknesses aren't career killers. But in general, like I found it better to lean into what I am naturally good at, that I'm interested in doing, that I'm passionate about. You are just going to be better if you just lean into that. And it, it kind of goes hand in hand as well as like, really learning how to be yourself. Like early in my career, I tried so hard to be like a certain kind of style. And at a certain point, you have to figure out what are you good at? Like, what is your style? And, and that, that would be the advice.
1: And here's Samir. Samir is the co-CEO of Isusu. And in our episode, we talked a lot about how he honored sacrifices for his family through social entrepreneurship. So here's Samir's advice.
0: I'd say- Three, three things. The first is really invest in people, right? I think I've never gone wrong by investing in people. And one of my core beliefs is nothing worth doing is worth doing alone. Number two, I'd say is have a plan. It doesn't need to be perfect, but like have a why, like have a hypothesis of where you want to go. Always be looking towards something and you'll figure out where you eventually want to go, but don't be overwhelmed by too many choices. Like pick a path and kind of see where that leads you. And then the third, I think that's just overlooked is like, take care of yourself. Like one of the best things I ever did was get on top of health and fitness, like actually go run, like work out, like keep my body and mind healthy and sharp. And I think every single successful person has some sort of crazy workout routine. And I, and I see why, and I think that's something that's overlooked a lot, especially in the founder entrepreneurial ecosystem. And next up, we have Lindsay Meyer. Lindsay is a founder of Batch, and we spoke a lot about transracial identity and Me Too advocacy in our episode. Here's her piece of advice.
4: It sounds so basic, but I worked really, really hard and I just like, I always took it as a point of pride to be the last person in the office. But honestly, I feel like spending time getting the the details right is something that I honed in on um, in school. And then I definitely ended up carrying it over into my career. You know, I just, I've always believed that there's like this alchemy when you can deliver high-quality work, like the opportunities will really start to open up. So for me, going back to the basics, it's just always been like, put your head down and, and work. And actually, I giggle sometimes because that does feel actually very Asian. And for me, that tendency like maybe didn't necessarily get passed through my parents so much as it did through growing up in America's heartland with all of these farmers and hardworking middle-of-the-country folks. You know, the, the harder you work, the more opportunities open up to you. Invites to be on committees or panels or help out executives with their side projects. These things begin to accrue. And then you've started to build a brand and a network of powerful references for yourself. So that's always been kind of first principle for me is, is really
0: work hard. Next, we have Priya Prasad, um, who's a partner at Mayfield Fund. In our episode, we spoke about the differences and nuances between respectability versus likability. Here's Priya's piece of advice.
5: I wish I had known this earlier, but the best advice, it's not just companies that have board of directors. Everyone has their own personal board of directors, right? And you get to consciously select who you want to add in your personal board of directors. And these are people who can mentor you and shape different aspects of your professional and personal identity. And so the, the interesting takeaway here is not just create your own personal board of directors and and board of mentors. But it's the fact that if you had only five or 10 people for that slot, who would they be? And a very conscious effort to make sure that no two of them look similar so that you've got different parts of your journey and your career sort of covered. As you continue growing, you can sort of replace folks in there and add new people when it needs a refresh. And so this is, this is something that I've, I've definitely learned over time, because I always thought, once you're my mentor, you're my mentor for life, which is true, but they don't have to be on your personal board of directors. I almost define your personal board of directors as as a group of five or 10 people that you could go to for any sort of needle moving decision in your life. And they will all give you entirely different perspectives. No one will give you the right answer, but they will all give you their perspectives, which will inform you in making the best decision that you need to. So that's one thing that I wish I had
1: known sooner. And now we have Dan Yu. Dan is the former VP of business and data at Coinbase. And we spoke with Dan about standing up for what you believe in and why that's so important. Here's Dan's advice.
6: I I often tell people like always do your best work wherever you are, because uh, that'll start paying dividends, you know, subsequent in your career. Uh, The the amount of uh, back channel checks I get on people that I've worked with historically or at LinkedIn is like, it's pretty crazy. And even for me, you're always trying to do my best work You know, you never know how that's going to play out. So I, you know, in in investment banking, you know, I try to work, you know, 100, 120 hour weeks, like constantly. And, you know, a guy, Robbie Kwok, like I said, again, like he noticed, like I'm putting in the time and effort. And so he, as, you know, a mentor during that time, certainly contributed back to my development. Robbie eventually hired Emily Choi at Yahoo!, who became a colleague of mine and then ultimately my boss at Coinbase. And so here are all these opportunities and times where your reputation, how you work with folks kind of pays itself back in terms of the opportunities that are presented to folks. You know, To me, it's like you always do your best work, even super early in your career, because that's the reputation that you're going to have with those individuals that you work with. And ultimately those are the individuals that can get you subsequent opportunities uh, and access to great people.
1: Thanks so much for tuning in to Across the Lines with your hosts, Angie and Jay. If you enjoyed today's conversation about the intersection of work and Asian American identity, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review to spread the word. We'd really appreciate it.
0: And as always, you can head over to AcrossTheLinesPodcast.com to learn more about the show, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode, folks. See you next time.